This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, dulcet tones of the Lexington Legends broadcast jingle kicking us off today. Hi, hi everybody. It's a special edition of the Show Before the Show podcast. I'm Tyler Mond, joined by Benjamin Hill in New York City. Howdy, Ben. Hey, Tyler. And and you're right. This is a very special edition of the podcast. Uh, Sam Dykstra is not sitting next to me at the moment. I'm flying solo. And uh, we're going to focus on something special today. It's the song before the show. The songs before the show's podcast, we'll call it for today. Uh, we're dedicating an entire episode to team songs. And it's really funny because when I got started with MILB, that was one of my uh, one of my first thoughts was like, you know what? Someday we should do something about teams that have these goofy team songs. When I was working in the Carolina League, there were a bunch of different teams that had their own jingles. The Frederick Keys had one that comes to mind, which had like they somebody wrote it for them in the 90s, and it has like the wrong lyrics. It refers to the stadium by the wrong name, and it says you can catch a home run in the bleachers, and there are no bleachers beyond the outfield wall. And they're just like these quirky, fun, very minor league things. And so a couple months ago, Ben came up with the idea that we should do an episode of the show before the show about it, which we all jumped on. And and, uh, and so here we are. Yeah, an all-team theme songs edition of Show Before the Show. And uh, you hear them at the ballpark if you go to minor league games. If you listen to minor league baseball on the radio, you hear them on the broadcasts. And uh, I never we, we need an opportunity to compile as many as we can. It's a piece of Americana. It's a lot of pop culture. It's sports. It's everything we love. So let's start it, up, start it off with the team that inspired this whole idea, the newest team in the Eastern League. One of the newest teams in minor league baseball, the Hartford Yard Goats, a couple months ago unveiled their 30-second earworm jingle, Eat It Up. And once they did that, we thought, you know, we are eating this up, and there's so many more songs to eat up. So let's do a whole episode about this. But it all starts with Hartford Yard Goats and Eat It Up. Eat it up, eat it up, the Hartford Yard Goats. Eat it up, eat it up, eat up the good times, eat up the fun. That song, I'm not kidding you, has been stuck in my head since it came out last month. Like, I walk around my house singing Eat It Up. I think most of America is doing that right now. And with that in mind, this song being such an earworm, uh, number one on the Billboard uh, Hot 100, uh, I talked to Mike Abramson, the assistant general manager of the Hartford Yard Goats, who runs the team's Twitter account and also uh, played a big role in uh, putting this song together. So... Let's go to him and hear his thoughts on how this world classic song came about. We knew we needed something um, because uh, I think as a marketer, a theme song is important because in a lot of ways, 
you know, you think about TV specifically, folks look away and their eyeballs aren't uh, where you want them to be, but they're always going to continue to hear the sounds. And if somebody's in their car listening to a radio commercial, they may not remember the words, but if you can get something stuck in their head, then, then you're always going to sort of bury yourself in their subconscious, which is the important thing. Um, so we knew we needed the jingle, and we knew we had some big shoes of our own to fill uh, in that the New Britain Rockcats jingle was very popular, uh, at least in Connecticut, and everybody knew the words. And um, we wanted something like that, something that would be catchy. People would remember the words, but um, our new brand is so different than our old brand was. You know, we're, we're edgier, and, and people perceive us to be funnier and a little bit cooler, and um, we knew we needed something that resonated and had sort of a real edgy, kitschy element to it. So um, when we brought the guys in, and uh, it's a company called L&R Productions, the same people who did the These Cats Rock jingle that was so popular, uh, we told them, uh, did not give them as much direction as we may have, uh, though I'd like to, to take a bunch of credit and say we did, but um, we gave them some ideas for what we wanted to do and obviously eat it up as a central theme. And um, we said, you know, we, we want something catchy. Here are the words and the themes, but we want it to be rock and roll and we want it to somehow be retro and be cool and, um, you know, less these cats rock and more Dropkick Murphys meet 80s, you know, Huey Lewis. Um, <laughs> and that was really kind of it. I'd like to say there was a lot more to it, but... Um, they went to work on it, and I think in this process, I think generally people go through five, six, seven revisions before they really get down to the core of what they want. Um, these guys came in and played it. It took about three seconds, and we were all on board. We said, that's it. Um, and then when we rolled it out, I really thought it would get a little bit of attention because everything does were new and people are still interested, but I was still shocked at the amount of attention um, and I think most importantly, I was really pleased that people got it. I was really pleased that they got that there was a throwback thing to it, an 80s thing, um, and that it was silly and fun. And you picture like these young people smiling and pointing in, you know, sort of a, an ironic way. And um, it, it went over really well. It was everything we hoped it would be. They have made themselves into like a cultural phenomenon, the Yard Goats. And that jingle, it like you didn't think things could continue to get better from Hartford's perspective with the logo and the social media. And then all of a sudden the jingle came out. And it's like, what is this team not going to do ex exceedingly well? Hey, let's listen to it again real quick. Eat it up, eat it up. The Hartford Yard Goats. Eat it up, eat it up. Eat up the good times. Eat up the fun, the Hartford Yard Goats, we're number one. Come on out with your family, come on out with your friends. Yard Goats baseball, the fun never ends. Eat it up, eat it up, the Hartford Yard Goats. Eat it up, eat it up. Oh, yeah! It's like, it's brilliant. Like that, if you were, if this was uh, the 1960s and you were, um, you know, let's say Don Draper, that would be the jingle that you were hoping to come up with to sell minor league baseball in Hartford in 2016. It just might be. I'm just going to go with that analogy. <laughs> and uh, moving on to another earworm that as soon as I got this idea and I started trolling around on Twitter looking for suggestions, a lot of people said this one, the Lansing Lugnuts with Go Nuts. You gotta clap your hands, you gotta stomp your feet, you gotta 
but you know, go nuts writes itself with uh, getting set for a, a baseball game, and there are only a couple of minor league teams in uh, the country that can claim such a very obvious phrase, and that's a great one for Lansing. And it's a story behind the song, as so many of these songs have. They have kind of their own unique a fan who was involved, or a minor league baseball observer who had a background and this stuff was involved. And Lansing's got one of those. Yeah, well, this was a professional effort. You mentioned uh, Madman or, or Mad Men earlier. Excuse me. Uh, that song was written by Cheryl Berman, who was the former creative director of the Leo Burnett Agency. So they, they uh, Lansing pulled out the heavy hitters for that one. And Lansing, they have the same ownership as the Montgomery Biscuits, who, surprise, using some of the same creative team as Go Nuts, have, uh, well, they have several songs, but we're going to play one of them now. Our Biscuits are out of sight. Up early every day, making them the best. We're working up a storm, cooking up a slugfest We made this batch out of pure ambition If you can't stand the heat, get out of our kitchen These biscuits make us feel alright We love our biscuits, they're out of sight Making them from scratch is a whole lot of fun That way we know our biscuits will be number one There's no place I'd rather be than this great big pot Full of biscuits for me We love our biscuits, they're out of sight have been to montgomery can you in fact confirm that the biscuits are out of sight there they are out of sight because they are, they are all blind oh okay that's true that's a good point about the biscuits but although I, the logo has the the little eyes bobbling on top of the on top of the biscuit itself yeah you know i make a joke and it immediately <laughs> falls apart story of my <laughs> life but our biscuits are out of sight i really do you just heard the song but i, I do love the lyrics to that up early every day making them the best working up a storm cooking up a slugfest we made this batch out of pure ambition. If you can't stand the heat, get out of our kitchen. It Fighting words from the biscuits. And it doesn't bode well for pitching staffs cooking up a slugfest. But, hey, people like offense. Exactly. Like and when you're ball. making a batch out of pure ambition, that's a, that's a dangerous ingredient. <laughs> uh, hopefully everyone will, will pass their drug test when you're uh, eating food made out of pure ambition. I don't know how that checks out. I'm sure it's all good, though. I would imagine. Let's go to Texas, the Round Rock Express. Uh, they have gone through a bunch of different ideas. I mean, we've seen a lot of fun stuff from the Round Rock Express over the years. There was like seven, eight years ago, Will Farrell just showed up randomly and walked out to the mound before the ninth inning, dressed as a weird traveling nomad player. So Round Rock kind of maybe doesn't always fall into the mix of like when you think of the fun, wacky minor league teams. But Round Rock's done a lot of that stuff, too, and they've got a good one. Yeah, and this one, though, I'd say it's not uh, the earworm that other ones are. It's not a jingle. This is a legitimate song written by a band with a national profile, Reckless Kelly, who are based in Austin and have had a long relationship with the Express a, uh, through a celebrity softball jam, a charitable event they hold every year. So um, this song was written in 2013 by Reckless Kelly for the Round Rock Express from the 2013 press release. The Express and the Austin-based band Reckless Kelly teamed up this offseason to create an official song. The result? All Aboard, the catchy pop country song that invites fans to get on board. The Express is rolling on. 
So let's hear that right now. All aboard by Reckless Kelly. about that is i know a lot of these teams sometimes are inspired by like oh i want this to sound like this group i want this to have influences from this song whatever you don't often see actually recognizable national groups get in on making minor league baseball songs which is really neat for round rock no real cool partnership and the round rock express actually used to have the same ownership group as the corpus christi hooks coincidental or not the hooks are another team that have gone that more mainstream route and partnered with a legitimate country songwriter uh, in this case, it's uh, Rich O'Toole. And uh, I got in touch with the Hooks about this song and when they started using it. It's called I'm Hooked. And Andy Stevens, the Hooks Director of Sales and Marketing, he wrote to me and said, We partnered with Rich O'Toole, a country artist from Texas. He has periodically performed Take Me Out to the Ball Game over the years, but the connection started with a social media exchange over his desire to play third base in a Hooks game. 
Jokingly, we proposed a trade of him writing a hook song in exchange for him taking BP before a game. But that started a real conversation with him and his management, and the idea really came to life. Rich is a Houston native, a big Astros fan, and very familiar with the Hooks brand. So we had a couple creative sessions sharing our ideas and vision of telling the Hooks story and the Whataburger Field experience through the song. Rich wrote the song over a weekend in Port Aransas, Texas. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I think you got it. Yeah, with with his good friend and brought it all to life. Later, they professionally recorded everything in Nashville and came out with a project we were all very excited about. So this is a legitimate song written by Rich O'Toole in partnership with the Corpus Christi Hooks, and it came about because of a Twitter exchange, which seems to be the uh, America's creative fuel these days. So let's listen to it. The Corpus Christi Hooks theme song, I'm Hooked, by Rich O'Toole. Christy and I got me a couple of seats Dollar dogs with my buddies Friday flowers got us on our feet Hook, line, and sinker Thirsty Thursday is where I'll be Cold beer by the pool at Waterburger Field It's all I need cause baby I'm hooked Yeah, got my buddies in the seats And around a cold drinks I'm hooked Yeah, at the field by the bay And we came here to play me up with a couple of seats and it's 10k's and it's taco time and the hooks are going deep number one a water burger and a cold beer and my girl next to me yeah baby i'm hooked yeah got my buddies in the seats and around a cold drinks i'm hooked yeah at the field by the bay and we came here to play i'm hooked I'm hooked, yeah At the field by the bay And we came here to play I'm hooked, yeah Got a batter on deck And the hook's about to wreck I'm hooked, yeah This is Corpus Christi Bay And we came here to play I'm hooked, yeah Corpus, I'm hooked And I came here to play You know I'm hooked Corpus Christi, I'm hooked See, 
Rich O'Toole sounds very much like the name of a guy who would write a country-styled song for a team in Corpus Christi. Our next song comes from somebody who sounds very much like he'd write kind of an old-timey song for a team like the Rochester Red Wings, who are one of the oldest teams in all of professional baseball. Fred Costello, this is one of the oldest ones uh, that we've got in here. But these team songs go back a very, very long time. I was perusing eBay a few weeks ago, as Ben, you know more than anybody, I am apt to do to find old Denver baseball merchandise stuff. And I found an old Denver Bears game program from like 1952 that had the music lyrics and uh and the sheet music for their team song so these go back a long way and fred costello with rochester talked about theirs right the idea of a team theme song goes back for decades thus far we've heard recent songs uh things that were written mostly in the 21st century but we're going to hit you now with a classic the rochester red wings here come the red wings written by longtime red wings organist fred costello Like you said, I mean, we've had stuff mostly over the last decade or so, but this song and Fred Costello's career date back a much longer time than that with Rochester, and that's really cool. Yeah, Fred Costello, who I got a chance to meet when I visited Rochester in 2014, is now in 2016 in his 40th season as the Red Wings organist, and uh, he wrote Here Come the Red Wings in 1983, and it's been a ballpark staple ever since. Um, I was had the pleasure of talking to Fred last week, and uh, he told me first about how he got started as a ballpark organist, and two, how uh, Here Come the Red Wings came about. So let's hear it from Fred, live and direct. I uh, actually uh, spent 11 years on the road uh, working out in Las Vegas and Lake Tahoe and living out in L.A. I'm, I'm from Syracuse, New York, but spent 11 years on the road, mostly out in the West Coast, and then um, ended up here in Rochester, where my wife is from. And uh, kind of a temporary thing to have our baby. I'd been playing in the Bahamas for four months, and, and we came back here to have the baby and then go back to West Coast. And um, uh, actually uh, got involved with the Wings because I knew the, the general manager at the time was from Syracuse, and I was playing a little semi-pro ball in Syracuse. 
and was working out with the Syracuse Chiefs, I knew Don LaBruzzo, the general manager, when he took over Rochester. So I gave him a call one day and said, hey, what would you think about having some music in the ball games?" That was in 1977. He says, terrific, Fred. And he gave me a one-year contract, and uh, I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> so there were my there were my West Coast living. <laughs> yeah. So you had a uh, you had a musician's existence before then, bouncing all over the place, but but settled in Rochester. And uh, I guess you're an icon at the Red Wings games now. I mean, people expect to hear you every time they come to the ballpark. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a, a great it's been a great life. I mean, it's it's ideal, Ben, for me because. As a kid growing up and working out with the Chiefs and Syracuse, I wanted to be a ball player and also wanted to be a musician. Now, all these years later, I've got the best of both worlds, a musician at the ballpark. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's great, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, the theme song you wrote for the Red Wings, Here Come the Red Wings, uh, could you tell me a little bit about the uh, the genesis of that and uh, what inspired you to put that together? Well, this came in 83, about six years after I joined the Wings. Uh, I knew a couple of major league teams had some had a particular song for the team, and I thought it'd be nice if the Wings had one. So I got I uh, sat down and um, wrote all the uh, music and words, and uh, uh, actually turned out real good. It was well produced by a local company here in town, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we used it on um, uh, a radio broadcast. And every time the Wings hit the field, uh, the announcer was saying, "Here come the Red Wings," and they play that song. So. Um, that's uh, my legacy to the Wings, I guess. Fred Costello of the Rochester Red Wings. Costello wrote, Here Come the Red Wings in 1983. Again, we're going through minor league baseball team theme songs today, which is a subject that we've often talked about, that we've discussed, but we've never just fully jumped right into. And so today we're going through a whole host of those on this special edition of the show before the show podcast. And uh, we're going to stick in the International League as we continue along with Benjamin Hill. That's right. Don't have too much background on this song, but if you liked Here Come the Red Wings and its jaunty, feel-good, timeless uh, energy, then you're going to love this. A fellow International League franchise, the Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. Columbus Clippers, our team is number one. Columbus Clippers, our fans are half the fun. No matter who they're playing, they'll always play them. Clippers, ring your bell. They'll always be team players, they'll never let you down. That's what makes our Clippers, they talk all over town. No matter if they're winning or if they've had a spell. Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. Catch that Clipper spirit, help them score another run. Catch that Clipper spirit, keep a ring until we've won. Get behind our Clippers so the final score will tell. Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. They'll always be team players, they'll never let you down. That's what makes our Clippers, they'll talk all over town. No matter if they're winning or if they've had a spell. Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. Columbus Clippers, our team is number one. Columbus Clippers, our fans are half the fun. No matter who they're playing, they'll always play them well. Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. Catch that Clippers. 
Clipper Spirit, help him score another run. Catch that Clipper Spirit, keep a ring until we've won. Get behind our Clippers so the final score will tell. Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. Yes, Columbus Clippers, ring your bell. This is once again the all minor league baseball team theme songs episode of the show before the show podcast. I'm Ben Hill, and the last two songs you've heard have been jaunty. That's the word I would use for them. The Columbus Clippers ring your bell. The Rochester Red Wings, here come the Red Wings. And we're going to stay on the jaunty tip right now, going to the AA Eastern League, the Altoona Curve, with a song called Everybody Loves the Curve. And uh, my esteemed co-host, Tyler Mon used to be... The Altoona Curve broadcaster has some experience with that team and with that song as well. Yeah, so this song is the uh, the Curves victory song, or at least in 2012 when I was there with uh, with Mike Passanisi, who's now a member of the media relations staff of the New York Mets. Uh, this was the song that the Curve blasted over the speakers after a win. So John Foreman, who was our video and audio production guy at the time, would crank up Everybody Loves Curve Baseball. And this song, it's... Uh, it's one of those ones that when you hear it, you will never forget it. Um, but it, it, you know, it signified a good thing. It kind of brought out that Pavlovian response of like, oh, that means something good happened when they're playing this song. So, uh, yeah, it's I am very, very familiar with this one. And there's an interesting story behind this one, too. Well, it was written by the founder and owner of The Curve. Uh, Tyler, can you speak to uh, his impact with this song and uh, with Altoona Baseball? Yeah, Bob Lozenak, uh started the curve. 1999 was the inaugural season. He was the owner, briefly sold the team, and then bought them back again, uh, I think about the middle of part of the last decade. But um, Bob is an Altoona guy, was you know born and raised, and, and really built his, uh, his fortune, actually got in uh, on the ground floor of McDonald's franchises back in the 60s, I think, which is where uh, the Lozenak empire was built. And Bob always wanted to do something for his hometown team started the curve and has really dedicated himself and his family and their resources to that team to that ballpark people's natural gas field and so he came up with this song and i believe i want to say outsourced it in recording to a group from like eastern europe or somewhere i remember hearing the story that they were not very familiar with baseball so it kind of has a non-baseball-y sound to a song that's all about baseball which makes it all the better so let's hear it right now everybody loves the curve
in addition to team songs, a lot of mascots get their own song treatment as well. And the Altoona Curve have a railroad boiler mascot who has since retired named Steamer. But Steamer had his own intro music. He did. Steamer retired, I believe, at the end of the 2015 season. But this song will live on forever. This song has some swing to it, a little pep in its step. And it is called Look Out, Here Comes Steamer. 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 Look out, here he comes. I know a funny guy whose skin is green. Look out, here comes Steamer. He likes having fun, if you know what I mean. Look out, here comes Steamer. He's coming up behind you, gonna have some fun. Look out, here he comes. He got an ATV that he drives around. Look out, here comes Steamer. From out right field to the pitcher's mound. Look out, here comes Steamer. He's coming up behind you. Man, you better run. Look out, here he comes. Blair County Ballpark, what a sight. Look out, here comes Steamer. Any time of the week, day or night. Look out, here comes Steamer. He's coming up behind you. The curve just made a run. Look out, here he comes. Look out, here comes Steamer. 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 Look out, here he comes. Look out, here comes Steamer. 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 Look out, here he comes. Look out, here hey, comes Steamer. Steamer. Look out, here hey, what's the big idea? Look out, That's my hat. Steamer. I want that Look back. Uh oh. Look, Look, he just took that Steamer. kid's popcorn. This doesn't Look out, here comes Steamer. That's the official song of retired Altoona Curve mascot, Steamer. That song had some swing to it, and we're going to keep with the swinging sounds by moving over to Toledo now, back to the International League, where the Mud Hens have a little ditty called Hatching Some Hits at the Hen House. Welcome back to the Hen House, sports fans. Well, here we are once again. The score is tied and the bases are loaded by virtue of two singles and a walk. Muddy's at the plate. Here comes the pitch. Look out, that one is long gone. We are just hatching hits by the nest full tonight. We're hatching some hits at the hen house. We're hatching some hits tonight. Swinging and driving and jumping and jiving. The hen house is rocking tonight. We're hatching some hits at the hen house. We're hatching some hits tonight. Fastballs are blazing, these hens are amazing. The hen house is rocking tonight.
hatching some hits at the hen house. Good alliteration for the Toledo Mud Hens. And this was done by a really just a outstandingly named group. Yeah, a local band called the Mighty Meaty Swing Kings. And uh I wonder what's meaty about them. Well, if you're mighty, you might as well be meaty as well. That's yeah, the, that's the true. way I look at it. And um that song was sent over by Neil Newcomb. And Neil, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. But he was a longtime assistant GM for the Hens. And the Mud Hens also own the Toledo Walleye hockey team. And Neil is now the GM over there. But he has fond memories of the Mighty Meaty Swing Kings and hatching some hits at the Hen House, a Toledo Mud Hen staple. But there are also other Mud Hen songs. This one I don't believe is in use anymore. Oh, How We Love Them Hens by songwriter Walter Guy. Let's listen to at least an excerpt from this, because this one is an earworm. It'll stick in your head. I enjoy it a lot. Oh, how we love them hens, Walter Guy. teams that's been on the forefront of all things branding and merchandising and all kinds of craziness for the last almost decade or so is the lehigh valley iron pigs and they similarly to toledo have a tie-in with a local uh singer songwriter for this next gem of our minor league baseball team songs podcast ben yeah this song swing it like an iron pig has been retired for the last five years but the iron pigs used it in some of their earlier seasons and it was written by Johnny Jackson, who, this is a good piece of minor league trivia, whose son is Matt Jackson, who works for the Reading Fight and Fills, does many good things for that club, does a lot of graphic design work. But if you know Matt Jackson, you know he is the crazy hot dog vendor who rides Rodrigo the ostrich at Reading <laughs> Phillies games. <laughs> this but is one of my not... favorite random minor league connections. Right, but, but Matt Jackson, a.k.a. the crazy hot dog vendor, He's not the only one making an impact in minor league baseball. His father, Johnny Jackson, wrote this song, Swing It Like an Iron Pig. A one, two, three, four, swing it! Sometimes you dream of making it real big, but it may be not as hard as you think. Someday you'll even make it to the big league. 
So long you keep swinging like an iron pig. Swinging like an iron pig. Swinging like an iron pig. Like an iron pig. Sometimes you gotta follow your instincts if you wanna be the best at your gig. Getting strong and feeling everything is in sync is the same as feeling mighty like an iron pig. Mighty like an iron pig. Somebody's always smacking that long ball Or diving for him down in the dirt Say you wanna be a major league all-star And you've got to wear an iron pink Outstanding, cause they reach deep down when they dig. Well, it must be a Coca Cola Park thing, and we're loving the Lehigh Valley Iron Pig. We're loving at the Iron Pig, swinging like an Iron Pig, like an Iron Pig. Swing It Like an Iron Pig by Johnny Jackson, a since-retired Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs theme song here on the all-team theme songs edition of Show Before the Show. We have one more from Johnny Jackson, a.k.a. the Crazy Hot Dog Vendor's father, and this is a song that is played in the hometown of the Crazy Hot Dog Vendor, Redding. This is the Redding Fightin' song written by Johnny Jackson, which, please note, includes the lines... There's no ostracizing the ostrich. We've got it made, playing in the stadium on this fine day. Made in the shade, blessed in America, we're proud to say. But don't be fooled by the splendor Or by the beauty of it all Cause pretty soon we'll be fighting the fight tooth and nail Oh, fight, we're the fighting We're the rough and ready fighting fills We're the getting down and dirty rock steady fighting fills That's who we are, we barely can wait to get our game on in the bar in America's favorite classic ball yard. No ostracizing the ostrich won't do you no good at all. Don't wanna mess with a bird standing six feet tall. No fighting, we're the fighting, we're the rough and ready fighting. Time. 
couple of Pennsylvania teams there, and they send us down a little bit further south to the cradle of minor league baseball, if you will, North Carolina. I did not realize this, but uh, we're going to have a song coming up from a team that is no longer in existence, which means it goes to show you just how durable and long-lasting and impactful these songs can be. But I never realized that this team coming up next was only in existence for four seasons, but the song lives on from the Cape Fear Crocs. Yes, I came across this song, the Cape Fear Crocs theme song, because once I started talking about team theme songs on Twitter, I had some veteran executives kind of reach into the memory banks and uh, make some suggestions. So Buck Rogers, who is now the senior director of sales with the Lancaster Jethawks, has a long resume in minor league baseball. But his career started in Cape Fear with Tim Mueller, who is now the West Virginia Power GM, and Brad Taylor, who is now the El Paso GM. But this was a pretty uh, ramshackle baseball environment, and the Cape Fear Crocs ended up with a suitably ramshackle theme song. So first, let's hear from Buck about uh, his time with the Cape Fear Crocs, who were in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then he'll talk a little bit, bit about the song, because I, I want some context for this song, because when you hear it, it's, it's a strange one. So let's hear from Buck Rogers on his early days in minor league baseball with the Cape Fear Crocs. I was in the Army. The Army brought me there. I was at Fort Bragg, and uh, and part of the allure of minor league baseball is the affordable family fun. So I was a I was a squad leader, and uh, infantry squad leader. And when um, when I wasn't out in the field or deployed somewhere, we'd go down to the minor league park. It was the old Fayetteville Generals, and uh, it was fun. It was affordable. Got to know the staff, Brad Taylor and Tim Mueller, and those guys. Um, Got to know him real well, and uh, ultimately, ultimately, I was going to be medically discharged out of the military. I had a bad parachute landing. They only allow you one. <laughs> I messed up my back and hips and knees and everything else. And uh, so when I got out of the military, Brad goes, hey, you suggested that we hire somebody former military to work here since there's so many military installations. You know, what, what about you? Why not you? And I go, hey, I don't have a background in this. I don't know anything about this. They go, ah, you've been out here for years, hanging on out. You know what we do. So they, uh, so I signed on. And that park, I mean, that old J.P. Riddle Park, J.P. Riddle Stadium, it was called, but we called it the Joke. <laughs> I mean, it was it was built for two years. Supposed to be a two-year park until they built a brand new ballpark downtown Fayetteville. And this thing, I guess, I guess if you're going to start your career somewhere, you may as well be in one of the places that's going to challenge you the most yeah so and that was it that was it i mean the press box was a little wooden box on stilts and our our offices were a double wide trailer and but we toughed it out everybody was there made it a success i mean you did what you had to do to survive and launch their careers out of the place you know yeah it was, sounds like a very ramshackle environment and uh, it that perhaps led to this what i would call a ramshackle theme song uh, most theme songs that we're focusing on in this episode, you know, they have a professional gloss to them. This one sounds like a bunch of dudes, maybe not totally sober, kind of riffing on uh, some <laughs> lyrics in their basement. Um, I, I'd love to hear how this song came about. So we're all big Drew Carey fans, and we're sitting on a Sunday afternoon. A game ended. I'm sitting in my office, and Brad walks in. Hey, what are you doing today? What's your this and this? And I don't know. We somehow got talking about Drew Carey. He was big at the time, Drew Carey show with all the guys in their buzz beer and all that kind of good stuff. And 
we were whistling a song, and we had that aha moment where Brad and I just look at each other, where we realized Cape Fear Crocs kind of rhymes with Cleveland Rocks. And that look of, holy crap, what do we have here, just appeared on our faces. And I whipped out a pencil and paper, and we just started writing lyrics. It didn't take five minutes to write lyrics, and Brad goes, we got to get somebody to record this. And he goes, Mueller. And he runs down the hall, and he grabs Tim. And Tim was shutting down the box office doing his post-game reports, and he walks in just really nonchalant because you need something done, Tim Mueller could get it done for you. Okay. And, uh, and it doesn't matter how weird or how bizarre, Tim, Tim knew somebody. He knew a guy. And Tim goes, oh, yeah, I know these guys that can record that for us. And Brad, how much is that going to cost? I don't know, a keg of beer and let them come play a free concert out here post-game or something like that. So I think that's all it cost us. I don't think they paid a dime. And uh, so these guys cut the, cut the CD, and a week later or so it was, boom, we had the song. And we looked at it, looked, is this going to go over at all? And we started playing it. And the players were like, what the hell kind of noise is this? And, uh, but then they got into it, and then they started changing the lyrics a little bit on us. And uh, you know, we just beat that song to death the last year, that year. But it was fun. We appreciate Buck Rogers joining us on show before the show to talk about the Cape Fear Crocs and their theme song. But we haven't heard the song yet. So let's go right to it. This is Cape Fear Crocs. Three, four. Three, four. Three, four. Three, four. We're right where we belong All of Bragg's troops are turning out the troops And Cape Fear Rocks, Cape Fear Rocks All of them from hope come to cheer the hope of Cape Fear Rocks, 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 Cape Fear Rocks Just get on Legion Road and drive Find your spot, prepare to cheat. Your boys and teal is white. All the crocs fans are sitting in the stands and yelling, Cape Fear Rocks, Cape Fear Rocks. Sitting in the middle of Cape Fear Rocks. Cape Fear Crocs, Cape Fear Crocs. For the record, the first line of that song is All that energy calling us back where we come from. It's such a cool attitude. We're back where we belong. <laughs> and it only gets better from there. Uh, thanks again to Buck Rogers and his uh, old Cape Fear cohorts for unearthing that gem. And uh, we don't even really quite know who wrote it, but we believe it was a presumably defunct local band, Shake the Rattle. So, guys, if you're out there, thank you for that enduring classic. And speaking yeah, it was only around 97 to 2000. Yeah, That's they crazy. were the Fayetteville Generals before that. That's crazy. And uh, then I think J.P. Riddle Field, where the Cape Fear Crocs played, was supposed to be a uh, short-term placeholder when they got a new stadium, but the new stadium didn't happen. I believe that's how it all went down. It's always got something to do with that. Next up. 
We're coming in the home stretch here on the all minor league team theme songs edition of Show Before the Show. We're going back to the Eastern League, going to the Trenton Thunder. And this song is called Thunder Power, and it has that power, as the title would suggest. And uh, let's hear a little background of that, courtesy of Chris Foster, the director of creative services with the Thunder. He wrote to me in an email that this song, Thunder Power, was written by Fran Kowalski in the Thunder's inaugural 1994 season. Kowalski was a season ticket holder in the early days of the Thunder franchise and was a renowned producer and songwriter in Trenton. He went on to co-found Sound and Video Creations Incorporated and Click Effects, the brand of live entertainment computer software of which the Thunder were one of the first clients. That, and, by the way, just to jump in, might not mean a whole lot to a lot of people who are listening outside of minor league baseball. But that, if you're in minor league baseball, if you've ever worked in minor league baseball, Click Effects is one of the you cannot have minor league baseball these days without Click Effects. Basically, it's so enmeshed in the fabric of how game operations are run, how music is played, how videos are played. So that's a pretty impressive thing and a very impressive baseball connection. And not just minor league baseball, it's sports all over. Oh, absolutely. And Frank Kowalski, he's someone, if you were able to attend the baseball winter meetings, the minor league promotional seminar, he was always there. He passed away in October of 2014 um, and is very missed in the industry because of all the work he did and all the relationships he developed uh, through his work with Click Effects and, and working with teams across the country. Um, but he wrote this song in 1994, Thunder Power. And the song is performed by New Jersey native Bob Bandiera former touring member of Bon Jovi and a current guitarist for Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. So this guy is New Jersey rock royalty, and here he is performing Thunder Power. healthy excerpt of it written by Fran Kowalski and still at least periodically in use at the Trenton Thunders home of Arm and Hammer Park. All right, we're, we're in the home stretch. We're almost done here. We're going to go to the Midwest League now, to the Great Lake Loons, Midland, Michigan. And they have a song called 
dive in. And uh, the team's VP of Entertainment and Marketing, Chris Mundhank, he says that this song, he, he uh, created this song in collaboration with Pittsburgh-based Wrecking Crew Media in the fall of 2006, which was in preparation for the Loon's inaugural season. And uh, let's see what they came up with. This is a real standard tune. It's got that Heartland feeling, that, that, that Melon feeling, that Melon Camp feeling. No melancholy, though. Let's just hear it. dive in and uh that's that is our last team jingle this has been a special edition of the minor league baseball the show before the show podcast uh but this segment is not going anywhere part of the reason why we did this special edition is we are going to continue to feature team songs and Ben's segment of the show before the show podcast through the 2016 season and we hope beyond so if you are a team listening if you are a member of a front office if you know a member of a front office if you've been driving around and you've heard crazy jingles from teams and you think I gotta get that thing on the show before the show let us know you can tweet at Ben you can tweet at me Ben is at Ben's biz I am at Tyler Mon. you can send us an email send us a file podcast at milb.com Uh, We'll feature your song. We'll feature your favorite team song. I know that there are a lot of teams out West that probably have jingles that we haven't heard because so often minor league baseball is largely focused on these old standards like in Columbus and in Rochester and these old Toledo, these old teams that have been around forever. But, uh, you know, wherever you're tuned in, if you know of one, send it our way. We're going to keep doing this all season. Yeah, please do. First, get indignant and take it personally yeah, that mad. your team was not included because every time East Coast bias yeah everything i've ever written or done for milb.com it's been with a specific sense of exclusion i'm saying who am i leaving out and who can i make mad so that's something that's really important to me but after you get over that sense of indignance send the song indignance i don't even know if that's a word yeah it works anyway my uh, sarc- I-, I don't know why I got all sarcastic at the end of the show. This has been a fun, <laughs> earnest endeavor. And then all of a sudden, has. Ben just got angry. Ah, uh, yeah, that story of my life, you know, <laughs> in the home stretch and just blow it all. Now, now I've gotten self-deprecating in addition to self-sarcastic. This, this whole thing is going off the rails. It's a long so, and winding road in the final segment. I know. Anyway, I really appreciate everyone who listened to this. I hope you had fun listening to all these minor league baseball team theme songs. We'll keep featuring them as long as we have one to feature. If not, I'll just 
keep playing Cape Fear Crocs again and again and again. But uh, thank you very much for listening to this first special edition of Show Before the Show, Minor League Baseball team theme songs. And to send us out, we're going to go back to the roots, back to a classic. The last song we featured was Great Lake Loon's Dive In. And that song was uh, put together in part by Chris Mundhank, the team's marketing and entertainment VP. But Chris Mundhank also plays the banjo. So here's Chris playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game on the banjo. A nice, soothing, American way to end this podcast. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>